Hi guys! Welcome to Girls to Women. I'm Maria. And I am Renee. How are you? <laughs> What's so funny? And I am Renee. <laughs> I feel like I have to say it in a certain way to just like mold into the whole thing. Hey, I'm Maria. Yo, what it do? <laughs> I'm Renee. <laughs> there you go. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. By the way, thank you for the ice cap. It, it was very nice. <laughs> You're welcome. That's how we have so much energy. <laughs> yes, I think so. So, how was your week? You were quite busy, eh? I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. So, I worked eight days straight. Jeez, Louise. Because last weekend I also worked. Mm-hmm. That's why I wasn't here, guys. So, sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, thank God, it was uh, St. John. St. John. Uh, it's... um. For those who doesn't know St. John, it's a holiday in Quebec to celebrate Quebec. Quebec, yeah. Yeah, Quebec. There you go. So we had a mandatory day off on the 24th. Yeah. So thank God I had that and I could sleep. And for the first time, I didn't do anything. I didn't even watch movies. Good for you. Good for you. Because I needed that break. And then I went back to work and went back to the stress for two days. And yeah, so now it's the weekend, thank God. <laughs> and we spend our weekends together almost every, actually every weekend yeah. we're together. Yeah, last uh, when you asked last time, oh, so do you want to do it on Saturday? I was like, so we have no plans this Saturday? It's like, it's we like usually we're have a plans. couple, like we're always together. Yes. <laughs> Don't we have like a couple's date or something? Oh God, I think we should treat ourselves in a date one day. When all the rest, I, actually, yes. the restaurants are open, eh? Yeah, I know. Instead of doing the podcast, fuck you guys. No, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm gonna <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just kidding. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I think it's the coffee. Yeah, it's the coffee. It's absolutely, it's not us. No, like, no, but we should treat ourselves and go to a restaurant. Just both of us and like, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. And just talk about no podcast. Yeah. Actually, no. No talk podcast. Yeah, just us. We've never done that. No, we just talk about podcasts all the time. <laughs> That's good. That means like the We're the grind is real. Dedicated. Yeah, we are dedicated. Yeah. Also, something happened this week. Tell me about that, please. So I've had a few, <laughs> a few, <laughs> a few quarantine days. Okay. And it's just talking, and I'm busy, and you know I answer when I can. And then lately, I've been so busy. And they have stopped talking to me. They ghosted you? Not really. More like we are talking and then like I try to make conversation and they don't continue. And it's just like, yeah, okay, uh okay, yeah, right, bye, ha. Or they just stop answering. Like after I say the end of our, like the end of our conversation, they stop talking. So whatever. Uh, what I was pursuing one that could have been a part-time boyfriend. And I like that <laughs> idea because it's part-time, you know. I don't have to dedicate fully. Yeah. But I still have a boyfriend. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's our era now. What the fuck? And then he stops talking to me. <laughs> really? Like, he did that? He did that to well, you? Well, yeah. I mean, we went like from talking every day mm-hmm. to talking once a week. Okay. And it's a part-time boyfriend. <laughs> like, potential part-time boyfriend. I've never met him. 
So do you really think I'm gonna go after him and like please talk to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. So. <laughs> oh my god, you're making me laugh. This week. Oh, look who's back. Oh. Suddenly he's Bay so is interesting. back. Both of them. Both. Whoa, guys, it's true. She said a, she said a few guys. Yeah, the mo- the two most bays. <laughs> I'm sharing this. It's no, keep going, keep going, because right now in my life there's not much happening. So <laughs> keep entertaining us. So bay number one <laughs> came back and uh, he said. So he's in another continent. Okay. I mean, it's practical. <laughs> I told you, it's potential part-time boyfriend. So, he's in another continent, there's no way I can travel, or he can travel, so I'm making moves, I'm moving this week, I'm buying furniture, I have my podcast, my work, like, everything's happening, I have no time. So, he stopped talking to me, and he came back this week, and he said, you know, I feel bad, I miss you, like, we Mm -hmm. used to talk every day, it's like, we knew so much about each other, and suddenly, like, everything stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed that it's because he started to see friends that are in a couple and now he misses that connection intimacy talking to someone so dramatic oh so that's why you're talking to me Mm -hmm. that's bay number one bay number two (laughs) tell us please (laughs) bay number two is in another province Okay, so that means he's in the same country as we are yeah so that's easier it's like for the people in states basically in the United States, in another province, it's a state for yeah. us in Canada. Yeah, yeah so for me, the, to, to go see him would be, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Damn, that's not bad. It's not bad, so it's a good part-time. It's even, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, of boyfriends, it's, right? Yeah. It's part-time, yeah. So, uh, he, anyways, he started, <laughs> he stopped talking to me. At some point, he said, yeah, I've been, like, having mental issues, like, it's okay. been a lot lately, just like I needed some break, a break. So yeah, sure, after three days. Yeah. And then he stopped talking to me altogether. He came back after a week, like, hey, how are you? Like, good, how are you? Good, that's it. Oh, okay. Okay, boy, I'm not going to waste my that's time with dry. that. Yeah, so yesterday he texted me after work and I was still working mm-hmm. because I had like to submit that project. Yeah. So I kept working and my phone was dying and I was like, I don't care. I don't have anyone to answer to. So I let it die. I watched movies. I watched I love The that. Office. I let it die. My phone. I know, I know. <laughs> I know your phone. But I love it. Yeah, I let it die. I didn't run to the charger. That's what I mean. I watched The Office. I'm obsessed with it now. I told you. Yeah, but the first season is not that good. Oh no, the first season is so cringy yeah like and then i saw the second season and i just let it play while i'm working yeah and then i hear some like jokes and i couldn't stop laughing so now i'm fully obsessed i make my sister watch it with there you go and she's like maria i don't care just sit down just sit down (laughs) so i let it die and i answered back today and he said oh i thought you had ghosted me (laughs) the nerve the nerve oh boo boy you did not oh my god and i just answered with haha and then he he asked me a few questions and i'm there he's still waiting for an answer so let's do this (laughs) can i just real quick talk about how when guys dirty talk to you we always answer the same 
the same well wait we always say huh? how do i say that we always say the same answers can i say it that way yeah we always answer the okay. same <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> my mind just blew <laughs> okay so whenever they like dirty text you or whatever you always say mm. or you always use the emoji with the monkey like hiding his eyes yeah or you're like Ha, ha, ha. Or the peach. Or the peach. Or like the, the emoji with the tongue out or the yeah. water drops. It's like, oh my god, so cool. Oh my god. Like three dots and then a heart or like the tongue out. And then when he, like he's so into it though. Guys, you need to understand that when we do this, we're actually not that into it. No. <laughs> we're we're just answering. Do you I know mean how it's many... cool. It's good to see it, like to visualize it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're like long distance, but yeah. there just comes a point where, hey, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't drive there. For in my case, I can't drive there. It's quarantine. I can't take a plane. It's quarantine. I don't have time. Oh, and then he he get he got jealous at some bay number two, got jealous at some point because I posted a picture on Instagram and I don't know why he thought it was for him and i was like i don't know that's just you know general yeah he said oh, okay so you have multiple guys that you're talking well i mean to? if b number two ends up listening to this he will find out <laughs> well b number two mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope I he so... doesn't listen to <laughs> so do we do we get to the point yeah <laughs> So, guys, to end our Black Girls Magic series, we are getting as a guest Lakeisha Colomb-Pierre, which is a professional dancer in Montreal that's been traveling around the world, Amsterdam, Tokyo, France, uh, Los Angeles, and she will talk to us about her experience being an international uh, dancer and what it means for her in the, the dancing industry to be a woman and how she empowers other people. So stay tuned and listen carefully, I guess. How are you? I'm good. How about you guys? Good. Good. Happy that the quarantine is ending. Yeah, it's kind of, we're still in it, but eventually I hope that we would, we're going to be able to just be free for real. You know what I mean? For <laughs> yes, for real. <laughs> yeah. Almost there, almost there. Almost there, yes. And by the way, I saw a video of you uh, dancing at the protest. Like, people were, like, in circle around you, and, like, you were yeah. dancing. I like it. It was great. Oh, my God. The protest was so awesome, guys. Like, I think that we were over, like, that day, I think we were maybe, like, I don't know, 800 people, like, over 1,000, that's for sure. Yeah. And when I was dancing around the circle, I think we were maybe, like, 500. I don't know. I was, like, there were so many people. It was dope. Honestly, protesting is my thing. <laughs> Honestly, it's so empowering, protesting. Yeah, it, and it feels good, too, because you get the energy of the crowd, mm-hmm. and you get to scream, and you get to feel so good after. Honestly, that's my thing. 
so for yeah. sure we're gonna see at the next protest <laughs> yeah you already know yeah I, and i went to a fundraiser today for um hood truck and okay. it was so amazing and what that montreal north and uh we actually we were giving food to people it was free meal like they had 20,000 meals so they wow. spread it over all the families over there and the music was playing it was so empowering honestly i really had wow. a nice day that's like, amazing good yeah. for you i just came back from it now so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've had a busy day yeah but in a good way because i know that i'm helping people so it feels good you know yeah it feels good yeah. Yeah. So can you tell our listeners who you are or how would you describe yourself? Wow. Okay. Um, so first of all, my name is Lakeisha. Um, I was born and raised in Montreal, but um, my background is Haitian. So my parents are from Haiti. All my grandma, you know, <laughs> and by the way, there's a lot of Haitian people in Montreal, just so you know. Um, I'm a dancer, a professional dancer and choreographer um, in Montreal and also internationally. Wow. And uh, I started dancing at a very young age. I think I was maybe like three years old, but I was dancing pretty much with my family. So yeah, we were like- the parties and stuff. You no, know, in the parties, <laughs> we were in the living room, uh, like my uncles, my mom, my grandma, they were listening to stuff like Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson. Um, PBD, um, Missy Elliott, so many great hip hop artists at the time. So I was just living it, you know, I was already yeah. in the culture. So for me, it kind of felt right and it kind of felt natural to just pursue that journey of hip hop and dancing, you know. Um, I did a little bit of ballet, but I no. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh though. Yo, I, but I'm gonna be honest, like ballet wasn't for me. I mean, it's a beautiful dance, but it just it, it just wasn't for me. Um, so around seven, eight, I started doing a little bit of ballet. Around eleven, ten, I went to a community center um, in Montreal North because that uh, I was born there, and we started taking classes, uh, doing some freestyling, doing some shows. And it was really like in the quarter of the basketball court, literally. So it was like, we were creating on the spot, like we were playing basketball, we were like chit-chatting, like we were kids. It was, honestly, it was so fun. And we were so innocent, right? Because yeah. we we're just like, oh, okay, let's just dance and make a choreography. <laughs> exactly. So, and now it's, it became like your life, right? Yeah, like I live from dance. Like, yeah, my, that's what... That's what my I was career about, about art. Like, I mean, of course, dance, but I also do other stuff. So I do like yeah. sometimes commercials on TV. I do uh, TV talks and, you know, I do like some lives. So I kind of put all my art um, in the first place because I really want to be able to live with only my art and not yeah. doing a nine to five. Please, no. No, it's good. <laughs> Don't get any, like uh, one of our guests said, uh, don't get don't like work from eight to five to get someone else rich you know mm -hmm. do your own thing and you live for your for your passion so that's amazing yeah and it's crazy to realize that 
you can be free and you can live your passion and not a lot of people can do that i'm real like like every day i'm like oh my god like you are doing a nine to five and me i'm not but i'm happy you know and some people are doing nine to five some of them are happy i'm not saying exactly you know but some others they're a bit like yeah i'm doing my nine to five but you know it's like it's a struggle you know (laughs) but anyways it is what it is How, though, did you finish school, but how did you know that dance was going to be your path? Because after school, they push us to go to university, to have a career, to have an eight to five. That's a goal, at least for my immigrant parents. So yeah, that was it. Uh, okay. If so, I tell them today I'm going to be a dancer, they'll you know, I won't have a good like, reaction. Yeah. And like, me too, I'm Haitian. So yeah. How was it for you? I kind of know how Haitian's parents are. Well, like you said, immigrant parents are just like, they're supportive, but to a certain point. <laughs> exactly. You're totally right. We already know uh, immigrants' parents, they only want us to be doctors, um, <laughs> lawyers, engineers, lawyers, you know, all that good stuff with the big money and thing. Um, but the thing is like my family, like we were poor basically and the thing is like when you're living in a poor area of the city it's so easy for you to start doing bad stuff you know so it's so easy for you to get influenced by bad guys and some people start selling drugs some other girls became strip teasers and stuff like (laughs) that yeah strippers (laughs) my bad remix but (laughs) they become they become like you know strippers and stuff like that and it's so easy because you're surrounded by kind of like a negative um entourage right so it's easy for you to get drawn to it uh yes it's very easy like you just meet like one of your girls and she's like yo let's go to like um jeff's apartment and you're just like okay let's just just go you go there it's like Okay, I'm not going to say that it's always like that, but it could be like a trap house. It could be like mm-hmm. a house where people are just there to drink or like try different type of drugs as well. But yeah. there's other side of it. There's good people also, you know? So it's either you go good or either you go bad, you know? Like real bad. Like, like oh, real yeah. bad. And the thing is like when you're going bad, <laughs> <laughs> like it's very hard to like get back up yeah so um i was lucky because um i had a lot of friends that were bad but i always had a mind where i was like you know what i'm not gonna touch this you know what i'm gonna play basketball and i have to sleep because tomorrow i have school so i won't be chilling in the street like until 3 a.m like i don't know why I, i was just like on a regular it was just not your mindset yeah i was just on a regular routine and like i already a lot of struggle i had a lot of struggles with my family so i was just like you know what i don't want to like put another um problem like alive you know i was like no why would i put another problem a heavy thing on my family they're already struggling so i was like okay you better get back up Lakeisha. you better go to school you stay away from drugs you stay away from alcohol and like you better make your family proud because they work so hard for so many years and like they're immigrants and like they didn't come to canada for you to just mess up your whole life that's an amazing mindset to have i mean it's hard because it's hard yeah yeah yeah. yo when you're like a teenager and like you see so many stuff and um 
when you're teenagers is the most vulnerable place or state of mind where you could either go bad or good. So mm -hmm. when you're like 13, 14, 15, like that's the worst part basically because everything can happen. You can either decide to grow or you just like sit down and you, you get lazy and you don't do anything. You know? And it's so easy to get influenced by other people. Uh, so easy. Until today, I'm still wondering like what happened when I was 14. Like what made me twist, you know? Like mm -hmm. I'm still, I, th I think like it's God, like for sure. Because <laughs> honestly, I was really, and it's a lot of situation where I was like, bruh, I could have done so many bad stuff, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, it's good. It's honestly, it's good. It, and it takes um, discipline. It takes oh. a lot of discipline for yeah. you to like talk to yourself and be like, no, no, no. I've seen <laughs> this. I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the thing is like, when you want to make your parents proud also, it kind of gives you another motivation to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing I had in mind, it was no, do this for your mom do this for your dad like remember but it was hard as well because yeah. bro like i'm a teenager <laughs> i want to live my life i want to turn up you, know? you want to have fun <laughs> yeah exactly like everyone else so. so when you were done high school yeah and you had to go to college yeah did you go like to do social science and then you change your mind like how did your parent like tell us about that oh my god okay so when i was in high school I got kicked out at least of three school. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. We love bad girls. <laughs> like, bro, I got kicked out at least three times. So I was kind of like, bro, where is my future? And it, the, like the most funny part is that it wasn't because of big bills. It was like maybe like, I don't know, I was too loud. I was like the loudest in the class. And like the teachers were like, we're going to tell the direction, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. And some, the thing is like, I was chilling with like bad girls and I was kind of like a bad girl, but I wasn't a mean girl, you know, I was yeah. a fun bad girl. Mm -hmm. And I think like, you know, the schools, they didn't really like that. And the thing is like, um, I was, I had to go to private school because my mom, she didn't want me to go to a, a school called, Henri Bourassa. <laughs> <laughs> no hate, oh we're sure there's good people there, but <laughs> yo, she was like, You're not going to that school. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I live like I lived 10 minutes away from the school. She didn't care. She was like, Nope, you're not going to Henri Bourassa. I'm sending you to a private school that you're gonna take the bus for an hour every morning. I don't care. Like you won't go there. She was like, Nope, I don't want you to be pregnant. So you're not honestly going we do have to make a shout out to your mom because yo <laughs> I know honestly, the stories of that school. Um I like my mom, I will thank her never I will never thank her enough because she's the one who really traced um my talent and she's the one who really trains my future. So mm -hmm. mil thanks, hundred thanks to my mom because she's the bomb. Honestly, she's the bomb. I don't even know where I would be if I, I had to go to that school and honestly yeah well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so basically um so when you got to that school that's when like you start more dancing and that's when you talk to your mom about like okay mom I think I want to study dancing yeah so basically after I went to okay to high school sorry I have to go back to the question so I went <laughs> to high school uh when I was in um grade actually in French, secondaire 3, 
Yeah. So I went there and I was walking in downtown and I saw a dance crew just performing. And I was with my mom. I was like, oh my God, they really have a nice flavor. Like, where, where are you from? So I asked them like, who are you? What school are you from? Like, I want to dance like you guys. And they told me, oh, we're from Urban Element. If you want, we have audition in the next two, three weeks. So just come to the studio and like, try it out. And I was 14. I, I, yeah, I think I was 14. And I went to the audition. I finally got picked to be a part of a training troupe. Wow. And I was like, what? And at the same time, I was already playing basketball. So I was doing dance and basketball. So it was kind of becoming a heavy thing. Um, so after I did my first two years there, we did some com uh, competition and stuff. I, was, I went to college. I went to uh, Collège de Maisonneuve. Um, I went, I studied, um, human science. So mm -hmm. I did the two years human science because honestly, I didn't know where I was, I was going yeah. at all. I was like, that's what we all do. Human yeah. science. Yeah, we, like, we don't know. I did it science, too and didn't yeah. end up in it. So, yeah. <laughs> and you already know that when you're going in the human science program, you know that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like admitting that yeah, you don't know. It's like, bro, I wouldn't said better. It's, it's like, exactly you know you that. don't know. So any, anyways, <laughs> I did it. Um, it was fun. I was still dancing at the time. I was still, I was actually dancing a lot more and doing shows. I went to New York. I went to Toronto, Ottawa, Quebec, um, to a few places. So it was, Yeah, you traveled around the world. I saw yeah. you went to Tokyo, Amsterdam, yeah. LA. Yo, I have so many like countries I visit. Like I feel so blessed about that. Like yeah, I had the chance to travel ar around the world. So I went to university. I studied contemporary dance. Oh my god! <laughs> um, how was it? Like how does it work? I'm really uh, intrigued in, in like yeah. That. Uh, I mean, the thing is like contemporary dance it's so vague because you have ballet, you have modern dance, like you have so many styles in it. And the thing is like, I was coming from a hip hop background, mm -hmm. like hip to the hop, you know? So when I went to that program, I really felt intimidating. I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to point my feet. Like, remember, I did a little bit of, of ballet before, but it wasn't the same time. Like I was like seven years old. Yeah. So, you know, I was already a grown woman and I was like, okay, now I'm going to learn another style. I had to learn how to stretch my back. <laughs> I had to learn how to redo the split and all the, these things. So it was a bit hard, but the program was cool. It was three years. And uh, so basically the first year you do a lot of training. So you have a lot of ballet classes, modern classes, um, music classes, um, yoga, like a lot of stuff. The second year you do actually perform on stage. So you get to perform in front of people with different uh, choreographers from Quebec. Um, and the third year, you also do the same thing, but you create your own show with uh, your partners. And okay. it was fun, but um, I felt that I was missing something because it wasn't enough dancing for me. I think the Quebec mentality was a bit maybe too much. I don't know how to explain it. it was like I, I was missing some flavor. You yeah. Know? Like you needed like other influences coming from like other different yeah. type of music. Yeah, I'm gonna, and be, I'm gonna be straight up. It was a bit white. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say. 
say it, but I I understood what you said. What you wanted yeah, it, to say. Was, it was too wide. That's what I was I was gonna I was trying to say. Sorry, guys. So after that, you when you were done like university, like what kind of opportunity it give you? Like what door uh, opened to you? Like did you went back uh, to give like classes, become a teacher? Yeah. Like tell us about that. Um, so basically, uh, the fact that I did, um, the program, the university program, and I got it back and everything, um, I got to teach in a lot of schools. So high school, um, in Laval, in Montreal, Northeast, pretty much a lot of uh, high schools. And I get, I get to create a lot of choreography with them so they can present it at the end of the year. And honestly, I, I really love teenagers. Like, that's, like, my vibe. Like, they know how to laugh. They listen to the actual music. Like, they know all the new moves. Yeah. Like, they, they curse. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's your vibe. So it's my vibe. Honestly, it's my vibe. So I got, I, I got to meet a lot of them and to get to know them as well. And I like to give back to the kids also when I can. Because when I'm busy, I'm always traveling. So I don't have that much of time. But with that, I, I got to teach a lot. And also, of course, I did some uh, conferences uh, where I had to talk about myself and kind of inspire the next generation as well. And I really like to talk to the young ones, like the, the youth. It's the best way to spread the message mm -hmm. and especially a positive message, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's the most challenging, well, I know there's a lot of women dancers, but what was the most challenging thing about being like a woman dancer? Because I know there's, it's very competitive, right? It is. Um, you know what it is? Like I did a show like two years ago, uh, called, uh, America's Best Dance Crew. Yes. And, uh, it was the... French version, basically. So it was the Montreal version. Mm -hmm. So it's called Danser pour gagner here. And I was the only girl on my team. So a lot of people were kind of like, damn, like you're the only girl on your team. Like, don't you feel a bit um, intimidating? Or don't you feel like vulnerable and stuff like that? And I was a bit like, bro, what, are you, what do you mean? Because I'm the only girl and there is only guys I should feel vulnerable or intimidate or you should feel like empowered. Like, like for me, it was kind of like, bruh, like I made it. And the thing is like, I even feel even more powerful, you know, because yeah. I was like, bruh, I'm the only woman and I'm definitely represented for all the women in the world. Yes. You know? And I really felt that I own it. And without a doubt, I was like, bro, I'm there for the woman and like nobody's gonna tell me like why are you there or like oh you're the only girl so ooh like no it was the opposite I was the only girl and I was so proud and I was like yup that's my spot and, uh, <laughs> I belong I was, here I deserve my place exactly. at the table exactly yes mm -hmm. and you know it, it's good because uh, all the young people especially the young girls that saw you on that show. Yeah. But you were probably like so inspiring. Probably. You were definitely yeah. inspiring for them. Like honestly, I rece I receive I did receive a lot of um great messages from young girls. Like it was so cute because like a lot of girls and especially black girls, 
they were like damn like it was so nice to see a black girl on tv with like five other black guys yes. and like it was just like so intense to see that on tv because it, it shows that we do have talent here in montreal and that we do um have something to share and it's pretty rare like honestly seeing on tv like uh only black crew i mean we had one white boy but for me he's my bro he's yeah. my bro but it was so empowerful and uh i was proud to represent that as well and to be able to be hey like i'm a black girl you're a black girl if i'm on tv it doesn't mean that you can do it it's the complete opposite like we have a dream and if we really believe in it i promise you a hundred percent it will happen no matter what you just have to keep pushing i know it's hard but you just have to keep pushing for real that's the only thing you need to do like hey guys so to celebrate the end of pride month girls to women decided to have a partnership with electric which are currently giving you guys 15% off on all their gay okay merch which is the gay okay dad caps the gay okay patches and the gay okay stickers and you can get that 15% off by using our promo code which is gtw15 i repeat gtw15 so don't forget to go check it out electrek.com to get your 15% off on all gay okay merch so have a good day and happy pride month guys do you have a role model growing up um of course my mom like she like i said before she's like my everything but if i had a role model yo honestly music is my life like every time like i woke up i put the music on and i start dancing you know so that was kind of like my uh, motivation for that um my role model of right now is Serena Williams. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, this girl, I feel like she is me. I mean, I am her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I am her because I check a lot of her speeches and, like, the way she thinks and the way she looks. And honestly, she's super massive. Like, she has a super muscular body and she got bullied so many times. And it's the same thing for me, believe it or not. Like, I, like I got bullied so many times. Like, people were like, oh, my God, like, you're so curvy. Oh, my God, like, you have so much muscle. Oh, my wow. God, you're so powerful. Like, this is scary. Like, what is this kind of rage and stupid stuff like that? And I was just like, bro, like, this is my nature. Like, I, I'm not going to be here and try to change because it's going to, like, make you feel better. Like, bro, we have one life to live. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, like, slow my stuff or, like, tone down because you don't feel comfortable about my power around you. Like, and I'm a pretty cool person, by the way. And very <laughs> so, confident. And you yes, own uh, your place when you're there, you know. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, bro, I'm a cool person. Like, there's a lot of people who have a big status and they suck. They <laughs> fuck suck as a person. And, like, I'm part of, like, at least a top five to ten people who are the coolest because I love to talk <laughs> with people. Yeah, because, bro, I love, I, love to, I love to talk with people. There's a lot of people I see, like, you know, they have, like, thousands of followers on Instagram. And, uh, like, behind their screen, they look super happy and super social with people. And when you see them in person, they're, like, in the little corner 
with their cell phone and they don't talk to anybody. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, this is not how it's supposed to be. Like, if you claim to be that, like, that famous on Instagram, at least try to be famous too with the community, yes. you know? Like, it's important to connect with people because if you don't connect, what is the purpose of your message, you know? Totally. Of course, you have a message like, um, I mean, if you post a video, you're definitely spreading your message. But like, if you meet the people, the people will remember the discussion that you had with them. You know, they won't necessarily remember your video with thousands of likes, you know? They They will will remember remember the vibe they had with you. Yeah, they will remember the connection and the vibe. And I don't think you just want to die and be like, yeah, I saw all her videos. And like, no, you want to be like, oh, I remember when we were talking on the park and like, yo, she was so dope, man. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. So that's my way of thinking, yeah. Pretty deep, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Wise words. (laughs) So you were mentioned bullying. Um, So like bullying, dancing, confidence, like did that, did, did dancing made you more confident and like, I know the question is kind of weird, but it yeah. kind of all like relates. I don't yeah, know if you I understand you. where I come from. Um, so basically, because I was bullied when I was in high school, um, yeah, I talked about my muscular body and some people were like, uh, you think you're too pretty, blah, blah, blah. So jealous. Girl. No, it's okay. You can curse. It's okay. <laughs> Jealous girls all over the place. <laughs> and the thing is that I was just trying to be friendly with people. Mm-hmm. And I guess guys like this. So some girls were kind of jealous. So I was like, whatever. You know, I was like, whatever. I just kept doing my thing. And the thing is like, I wasn't that confident, you know, I became insecure. I was like, okay, maybe I'm too gentle. Like maybe I have to start talking to the boys or to the girls because if I uh, keep talking to them, they're going to hate me and blah, blah, blah. So I felt insecure for many years. And also, um, like I didn't like my body. Like I wasn't bad, but I just didn't like my body. I was just like, Oh no, I want to be thinner. And like, you know, some people were like, oh, you have a big ass and shit like that. You know, stupid shit like that. And I was just like, bro, can you just li- let me live? Like, if I just want to wear this kind of pants, like, shut up, you know? So, anyways, I kind of put all my focus on the um, dance mm-hmm. for a while. I, I, I was training every day. I was freestyling. I went to the studio day and night, um, focusing, focusing, focusing. And... Uh, I had a very rough moment in my life um, nine years ago. So nine years ago, I lost my father, right? And when it's all good, but when my father died, so basically I was uh, like 20, I was 19. Yeah, I think I was 19. And it kind of changed the whole picture because you have your mom and you have your dad and it creates a balance in your life. And when you're 19, I mean, for me, I still felt like I was a teenager. I was like, bro, okay, past 18, woo, adult, bruh, you're not Mm -hmm. an adult yet. Like, you still have so many things to do. Like, even now, I just turned 29, and I feel like a kid still. (laughs) So, 
I was 29 like, oh my god you do not look like 29 I know everybody tells me this I'm just like <laughs> that young thank you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically when that happened I had to and at the time I was going out with a very abusive uh boyfriend like he was mentally like my mental with him it was just too abusive mental abuse like everything he was just a mean guy period and at the same time I lost my dad so I was in a very dark place at the moment and I had to make a choice I was like okay like what are you gonna do like are you continuing with dance are you still gonna go out with that douchebag like what are you gonna do so obviously like we broke up I broke up and actually he broke up with me the week my dad died <gasps> wow what yeah so that was Good a moment wow. like that was a moment and you know what he brought me flowers because he knew that my dad died but we he still broke up with me you know so he brought me flowers but like it was already like on the go because we already broke up <laughs> oh my god so i was kind of like bro can you just get the fuck out of my life forever seriously what? so that that being said um i had to focus on other stuff positive stuff and that's where i decide i, I remember at 19 i decide that dance was gonna be my career period i wasn't gonna go back with some other douchebag, I wasn't gonna go in the negative way of life. I was like, no, I'm gonna put dance first and I'm gonna do it to the max. So this is why right after I went to university and I did the contemporary program so I can like be a professional for real, you know? Even though I was already on that side with hip hop. You wanted to have like the title. I wanted that. to have like the paper because yeah. imagine if they had hip hop in school and we could have a hip hop degree Yo, that would be dope. Seriously, like the day that they're gonna create that, like I mean, I'm, what are you waiting for? Yeah, you already know, bro. I'm still young. Like you don't know what I'm gonna do in 25. Exactly. <laughs> you never know. You never know, man. Yep. But uh, so basically, after that, uh, I kept working. I kept traveling. Uh, I went to Los Angeles, uh, I went to New York, I went to Paris, I went to Amsterdam, I went to Boston, I went to Yukon, I, I went to Vancouver. Uh, yo, so many, yo, so many places, guys. This is, this is intense, but this is just a blessing. So. And it's just the beginning. Yeah, it is just the beginning. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're still so young. There's still so many things coming up for you. Oh, uh, trust, man. And I'm so ready for it, like. Yeah. you have no idea just to bring it back real quick on um you know you, you were talking uh you were saying that you were doing some conference with kids yeah yeah and uh i saw that you're uh the ambassador of uh, kids help phone yeah i am actually that's really um, cool it is cool and you know what it's pretty recent because um I, like I said before, I always worked with kids before, right? So I went to high school and did conference and other events and stuff. And kids help phone, like they actually sent me a message two months ago. Is it two months ago? Yeah, two months ago. And they were like, yo, we really like your energy and we really want you, like we want you to be an ambassador because we want to use your face for our campaign because that's exactly the energy that we're looking for and i was like me <laughs> like, 
<laughs> seriously you want my face representing kids health phone i was like okay well i do love kids and that's actually my job to teach them like how to live and how to pursue their dreams so i was like okay let's just do it so yeah i started doing uh dance videos for them and like a lot of kids learned like a little couple of moves and some other kids they just freestyle into a song and they sent send it to us and we reposted them and we made a video with all the kids in it so yes. everybody was happy it was just fun and we had to raise money as well and like it did it did work like we we got our gold so it was just perfect honestly. and you know what's amazing is that not only you teach them well sorry not you teach them but not only like you're becoming the face of like um the the campaign, the campaign yeah. but you get to like be in touch with them teach them confidence confidence oh. yeah teach them confidence yeah exactly so. yeah exactly and no it's just great like that's what we need like i remember i loved to dance when i was younger and i didn't feel confident mm -hmm. enough until i was in high school and we had like that hip-hop class okay. and then i was like you know what i'm not shy to dance in front of people anymore like i'm like it build up and that's yeah, great yeah. because it's such a good like alternative to build your confidence Because, you know, like, they tell yeah. us, like, okay, go look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're pretty every day, blah, blah. Like, okay, yeah, yeah it does but... work. But, like, there's other ways. And that's what we like. It's because you show people that there's other ways to build that up. And yeah. it's nice. No, I don't know what else to say. It's just so cool. Like, I love dancing. That's why I'm, like, so, like, <laughs> into what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, there's different type of, you know, healing for mental health and how to grow as a as a teenager or to become an a, a adult you know mm -hmm. but of course dance it's part of it but some people use yoga some others use the gym some other people use reading a book so we all have different type of how to get through life it's just that for me dance it's such a easy way to express because music it's everywhere you go to the mall there is music You take the escalator, there's music. You walk in the street, a car pass, there's music. So music, it's always around us and it will never leave. So for me, it was so natural to just move when I hear music and it made me feel good. So I became a music lover before being a, a dance lover, you know? So yeah, and I'm so grateful that like people can feel the energy that I'm trying to spread, you know? at least it could help. So that's pretty much my goal. If, if I made you smile today, I'm happy. I'm sleeping. You, you see, know? I'm smiling already. Yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. So you are a dancer, nationally, international. You um, are doing what you love. Do you feel that you have your shit together? Um, when you say like your shit together, you mean like that I'm really professional? What do you mean exactly? Personally, do you feel yeah, oh, okay, okay. like you have your shit together? Can you say, I'm done, I'm good, here is where I want yeah. it to be? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm happy of myself, but I know that I want more. Like, it's so crazy because some people, they talk to me, they're like, oh, they see my status, they're like, oh my God, like, you made it. 
And I really appreciate the fact that people says that. But I have so many other shit, like the other side of what you guys are seeing, you can't even imagine. Like I can like show you a board. Like I have so many other goals that I want to do. It's insane. I think th this artistic life, it's kind of like a pain in the ass. Because when you're an artist, you always think about what's next, what's next, yeah. what's next, yes. what's next. So yes, you are at like, you are where you are, but at the same time, you always want, want more. So if you ask me like, when am I going to be really satisfied? Like, I think I'm going to be satisfied maybe after my 60s. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe. <laughs> And I just you're, said, you're I said, always hungry. Yeah, always. And like, like, I always want to try new things. That's, that's the thing. Some people, they get comfortable in the shit and they just stay there. But me, as soon as I feel that I'm comfortable, I'm like, oh, next. I'm like, I try something else. I'm like, okay, no. I get, you need to get, switch the things. Yeah, because I don't like routine. I mean, I like a morning routine. You know, I, deal, I do my little jog and, and stuff. That's the healthy routine. But a routine with the same art, the same dance, the same ta-ta-ti-ta-ta-ta, it's like, for me, no. I need change in my life. So this is why, like, I dance. Um, I do interviews, um, I do TV stuff, um, you know, I do a little bit of this and that and that and this, you know, just to make sure that I can experience more than one thing because yes. I just want to be free, you know, I just don't want to be placed in one block, one little corner, one little square, one little black square, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So our last question That is like a yeah. trademark question, the best question of the whole show. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay. No question. <laughs> so when did you go from girl to woman? When Whoa. <laughs> okay. It's the best question. <laughs> oh shit. Wait. Oh my God. That's a hard one. Okay, let me think about it. Just want to make things clear. So basically, like when I started dancing, I was innocent, right? I was a teenager. For me, you know, I was a girl doing something that I love. And I think um, when I started to feel like a woman is when I started to see how people were talking to me and responding to me and seeing me. Because without the outside, inside, I felt like Lakeisha, you know? I felt like the little Lakeisha, the little teenager who just want to dance and want to share. But, like, as I grow, it's like I meet people and, like, I see how they look at me and how they, like, they put their hand and they're like, hi. And, like, it's... The respect. It was the by the respect, respect. they were they showing were, you. Yeah, they were sh showing me, like, so much respect. And I was just like... Do I really deserve all of that? Like, <laughs> I was like, am I ready for that? <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't like, not that I wasn't ready, but I was like, damn, time flies. Like within like two to three years, like already, like I, I start um, seeing a change. So I remember like, maybe I would say around like 21 to 23 years old, I kind of saw that switch where people were like, very respectful when they were talking to me 
and a lot of people kind of start um, sending me messages to ask me for advice. And I was like, you want advice from me? <laughs> like, honestly, this is so funny to me because for me and my head, I was still like not a teenager, but I was still like not there yet, you know, but from the outside, it's completely the opposite because when you're focusing on your body, your mental, your dancing, you, 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 you don't see like the outside. So when people were like, yo, what you did was dope. Like, can you show me your tricks? Like, can you show me how you practice? Like, can you tell me like, where did you travel and stuff? Like what kind of advice would you like give me, you know, all that type of stuff. So for me, I was kind of like overwhelming and that's pretty much how I kind of, kind of, <laughs> that I was becoming a woman because when you're a woman, I feel that that's the state of mind where you can share your story to others so they can grow and visualize themselves in a better way. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily want people to do the exact step as mine, but they can take my steps and make my steps better. You know? So this is why I'm trying to, yo, I'm trying to be on the right path because at the end, like, I want to be that positive woman, you know? Yeah. I want to be that successful woman with a positive attitude. But of course, like, I have negative side. We all have negative side. But my pursuit of life, it's positivity. And after you deal with your shit on the low, you know what I mean? But like, when I meet people and when people see me, I don't want them to see all the struggles because they don't really need to see that. Like a lot of people I see, I just smile at them and it made them day, you know? So I'm just happy to be able to share that kind of energy with people and to be able to finally say today that I am a woman. (laughs) Wow. Beautiful answer. Oh, thank you. It was beautiful. I my best. (laughs) especially on the spot like here the best question ever think of it mind blown right i'm like damn okay it wasn't that stressful finally (laughs) so thank you lakisha it was so great to have you so inspiring we basically we really just want people to know that there's so many women out there doing different things yeah that are changing the game Thank you so much for having me. And uh, hopefully I see you guys in person, right? Hopefully. <laughs> uh, you do not remember, but we've seen each other. Oh, you saw me at the, the protest. Not at the protest. Remember the Miss Me, uh, um, sorry, oh Random God. Recipe. That's how yes. we met. That's how oh we met. God, a small world. Yo, I'm so sorry. Like, there's so many... <laughs> Yo, there's so many people that I'm like in a day. I think I could meet. No, over. no worries. I get it. <laughs> well, but, not as much as you, but <laughs> it's yo, okay. It was months ago. Like yeah, yeah. No worries. I totally no. I remember where. Don't don't worry. Yeah, I remember where. <laughs> but I just want to say thanks for the invite. Uh, it feels so good to just talk, especially right now. There's a pandemic. Like everybody's going crazy in their houses, so yeah. it just felt good to talk. And I appreciate what you guys are doing. So, like, I will promote you guys. Don't worry. I will. And, uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully I'll see you in person. And see yeah. You soon. And for our listeners, do you want to say where we can find you? Of if they want to ask for advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. So, right 
and my Instagram and my DMs. Okay, so my Instagram is Lakeisha Kiki. So L-A-K-E-S-S-H-I-A Kiki, K-I-K-I. And if you want to find me on Facebook, Lakeisha Kiki Pierre. And that's pretty much it, guys. If you want to ask me for advice, ask me for direction, ways, um, anything, I'm really open. I'm going to be honest, I'm a bit busy right now, but honestly, <laughs> I do respond to all my messages. No, you definitely did. You did respond to us and that, that, meant, that meant a lot. Yeah, of course. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, guys. See you soon. Thank See you. you. Soon. Enjoy Bye. your day. was the last interview of black girl magic however it doesn't mean it's gonna be our last black girl in the show we are gonna continue this we believe that everyone is equal yeah and we want to bring different perspective we want to bring people up front we want your ideas we want your projects we want to you know we want to bring every woman and everything that they do yeah Uh, from every background oh every background definitely so in the yeah. We, we we felt the need to uh, bring uh, black girls up front because of everything that's been happening, and that we're not saying that's all not all you know it's gonna come back to the all lives matter, but we're not saying black lives matter more than others. But right now we felt the need that uh, it needed to be bring up front because uh, it's it was their it's their time to shine you know it's their time to tell their truth and. They're things, so yeah. So Black Girl Magic series was amazing. Maria and I ha- had the chance to meet amazing girls, amazing yeah. women. Uh, it was a great project, and we're not stopping there. Like you said, we're gonna bring up front many people from many backgrounds, from with many projects. But for now, we're gonna give our guests a little break. Yes, because we also want to talk. Yeah, we have so many things to tell you guys. Many opinions. Yeah, more bay stories. Bay number one, bay number two to be continued, <laughs> <laughs> or probably not if they listen to this. <laughs> so, uh, we wanted to end with a quote. Yeah, I wanted to end with a quote because that interview we we just had uh, was very inspiring. So the quote of the day is. The biggest adventure you can ever take is to live the life of your dreams by Oprah. Oprah. Winfrey. She's so smart. Okay, I, w- I thought you were asking me Oprah who. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah like Madonna, no, no last name. But no, she she's so right. And she is totally right. And that interview we had, this quote is, a to- is the definition of the interview. Yeah, it says... Follow your dreams and everything's going to happen. Yeah. Never give up. Yeah. So we are going to see you here, same place, next Wednesday. <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Maria. Girls to Women Podcast. And our email, that is? Girls to Women Podcast at gmail.com. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.